Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Rebecca Mazzino and with me is Tara Tuttle and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to this week's show. This week we are talking all about meal prepping. We chatted about meal planning last week and while it's not a prerequisite for this episode that you listen to that, if you're not sure about what the difference is between the two, you might want to go back because um, meal planning is all about getting prepared in advance for what you're going to cook. Meal prepping is actually about doing some of the physical cooking and preparation ahead of time so that you've got meal options or parts of meals ready to grab and go. Are you a meal prepper at all, Beck? No, I, um, except sort of like how I mentioned last week, occasionally I will double up on some meals. So like I said, with a lasagna and then use the bolognese sauce for another dish later in the week. Um, sometimes if we do a lasagna, it will be, um, the bolognese will be used on like loaded baked potatoes later in the week mm-hmm. or something like that. So um, that's the only time I do that. The rest of the time I kind of wing it. Yeah, right. Well, so, I mean, meal prepping comes in lots of different versions, I guess. You, If you pack up your leftovers from dinner tonight to take in a box to work for lunch tomorrow, that, in effect, is a version of meal prepping. Um, and it can be just parts of meals like uh, washing and chopping up all the veggies ahead of time to throw in meals throughout the week um, or making a huge pot of rice at the start of the week to use in different ways and different meals throughout the week. And I will do that sometimes if I'm, if I've got a few hours home in the morning and I think I'll get a few things done um, to make dinner quicker tonight, I might think, well, look, you know, I'll chop up a few veggies now to help with, you know, to make dinner quicker. Like if it's a stir fry, I'll cut all the veggies now so that when I get home tonight, I can just throw the oil in the pan And then the veggies are all ready to just throw in and and toss around a bit and then serve. Um, But while I'm I'm chopping veggies, I might stick a pot of quinoa on to cook for tomorrow's night's meal and then keep that in the fridge just because I'm in the kitchen anyway. So Mm. it can just be, you know, parts of meals. The other thing you can do with meal prepping is... um, you know, making, even if it is something like a lasagna or a bolognese and then, you know, portioning it up into many individual portions or some people will freeze or or prep and store whole family meals. So it doesn't, it's no kind of, I guess, right or wrong version of meal prepping. Um, mm. and, and I just some, forgot, I actually do do it. I just realised, like when I do soup or when I do like a stew or a curry, I always put leftovers or make double and stick them in the freezer in portions. I forgot I did that. Yeah. And and that's and some people do it consciously knowing that, you know, Sunday they might do all of their prep for all of the meals that they've got coming for the week. Or you sound a bit like me where sometimes I'll just yeah, make double. Opportunist. Yeah, yeah. And put it in the freezer for the days where I want something warm for lunch and I don't know what to have and I think I can just pull something out. Um yeah. And and people might prep for just a day ahead. Some people prep for the week ahead. And then I know that um, there are people that will do a big, like, lot of batch cooking 
um, and sometimes get together with friends and batch cook together and you might have a month worth of meals in um, Mm. like grab-and-go containers in your freezer or something like that. Yeah. I've seen some really cool um, um, food preppers. I think it's probably on Instagram or Facebook, but it looks really cool and it's usually – variations of the same thing so it's often lunches that are the same thing and you just you know you can see 20 of these plastic or glass containers laid out Mm -hmm. you know on the kitchen bench and then they're just pouring you know rice into the every second one and then pasta into the alternate ones and then they had the sauce and they had this and it's sort of um pretty cool looks really nice stacked up in the fridge it's something that from an aesthetic perspective ah i would love that i would love to open the fridge and see them all stacked up really neatly and just like grab one but yeah, yeah. It, practically it doesn't work for me but yeah it's something that is done quite um a lot especially by people who are on a particular diet they often do meal prepping yeah absolutely well that is a perfect lead into why do it like why you know why might we be tempted to prep our meals ahead of time I guess for me, the first one that comes up is it saves time. It saves time at the point of cooking, you know. So if you get ahead and get a bit of your meal prepped in advance, uh, then when it actually comes to um, dinner time, you're already a few steps down the down the path yeah. towards. You're kind of redistributing it. the time out, aren't you? So that it's not all in one, it, not all at the wrong time. Yeah. Um, you don't have, you know, if you've got an hour to do your meal prep. And if you've got only – if it's really tight in the evenings, then you've only got 20 minutes. Then if you can do the other 40 minutes the day before, then, you know, you're redistributing that time so it's a lot more convenient. Yeah, and especially if you've got little kids because that – dinner is always like that feral witching hour where yeah, the kids are they just, just fussy really and cranky by then. And yeah. So it's like if you can get some of that done early, just makes that whole cooking dinner a little bit more streamlined. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing – which is a big thing in my house, is I'm a messy cook. Like, I love it, but I I don't – I'm not very good at cleaning as I go. I like pots here and pans there and get it all out. So if I find that I have the time to meal prep a little bit, for me the benefit is I make one massive mess all at one time and then clean it up rather than making a massive mess – now and another massive mess later and another massive mess tomorrow night if i meal prep i can just make one huge mess and get it all tidied and then save that from happening again Mm. and again so yeah i get told i'm a messy cook too a huge benefit is saving money Um, if you are prepped in advance and we kind of mentioned this last week as well you are much less likely to get takeaway either get order a you know something to come to the house for the evening or to grab lunch when you're on the go during the day Uh, and by prepping your meals and having something there conveniently ready for you is going to save you heaps in takeaway costs yeah absolutely and also if you i guess this kind of goes hand in hand with planning if you know what you're making and you plan to do a big batch cook and prep it you might be able to buy produce and pantry items in bigger quantities and then you'll save money that way rather than buying, you know, an individual serve of rice. You might buy a big bag of rice, cook it all up and make 12 meals out of it or whatever, uh, which is obviously going to be a lot cheaper than buying it in individual portion size. And then 
leading on from that, you won't waste as much food either because if you are making a batch of food that is going to be covering a large number of meals, you're going to use more of your food up in that particular time period or in that week. And so you're less likely to have uh, wastage because you'll actually be using all of the food in your cooking uh, at that point. Also, like we mentioned um, with meal planning as well, and it's, it's a huge one for helping you achieve health goals. One of the biggest ones, I think, is managing portion sizes because if you're prepping or, you know, doing your batch cooking in advance, you can... I mean, some people will get scales out and, and measure and weigh um, what their portions are. But otherwise, you, when you're not hungry, you put a reasonable amount in a pot and then freeze it or put it in the fridge for later. <laughs> I know mm. if I'm hungry, my eyes are way bigger than my stomach <laughs> yeah. sometimes. But then if it's on my plate, I'm just like, keep going, keep going. So I think, <laughs> you know, if you're managing those portion sizes in advance when you're not starving and when you're not at the point of eating it um, Mm. I think that would be kind of helpful you can you can also control really well what goes into your food by doing that meal prepping Um, you can be quite diligent about what it is that's going in and uh, and so if you're wanting to make more healthy decisions or if you're wanting to be more strict about not having foods that trigger any of your conditions or anything like that then it's um, a little bit easier to do that when you're doing it in bulk I think it's good too if you feel a bit lazy around food or when you're you know hungry like and I know I feel like this at lunchtime. If there's something already made in a container in the fridge, I will go for that rather than making something up new just because it's the path oh, yeah. of least resistance. Like, Yeah, and then if nothing's in the fridge, you have a packet of chips. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> um, or you just pick at random stuff and nothing is very mm. satisfying. And that's one of the things I quite like when if I make soup on a Sunday night is I will portion it up and put it in the fridge and I'm quite happy having soup for lunch most most days um yeah just because it's winter yeah that's my thing and in summer I have salads for lunch and in winter and I've always got the salad ingredients I already always know I don't make the salads up in advance but I have enough that I know I've got enough for salad for the whole week for lunch and with soup um I, I love doing that having just having soup in the in the fridge it's again it stops me from you know if I'm on the way home from a client to have my lunch and my stomach's grumbling if I know there's soup in the fridge I will come home and have the soup if I know there's nothing already made at home I will mm-hmm. get Maccas <laughs> yeah. it's just because I'm already hungry yeah. but if I know there's soup at home I'm like no I can do this I can make it home and yeah. I can have my soup um but I, I will give up if I know there's nothing there for me yeah yeah absolutely and quite often I will make um salads in advance it might be like a you know pasta and veggie kind of salad or a grilled veggie salad or whatever and stick it in the fridge same thing just because I think oh if I'm hungry that's so easy to get out and it's filling and I like it Mm. (laughs) which is I'm so much more likely to eat that than some other junk um, when I'm hungry and because then at the time when you're hungry the thought of having to chop up something healthy and put it all together it's like yeah, you go for the convenient stuff, which is generally less good for you. <laughs> yeah. Generally, unless you just want to chew on a carrot, which that's good too, but um, <laughs> nice and quick. The other thing is meal prepping can be really good for lowering your stress levels because 
When you've got those busy days and weeks, if you know that your breakfast, lunch and dinner has been prepped in advance, either in little containers in your fridge or you might have something in the freezer that you know that you get home from work at the end of the day, pull out, um, heat it up and you've got a nutritious meal ready to go or whatever, you don't have to go to the shops because it's already made and it's just ready to heat and eat. Like, ah, what could be better? No stress there, no decisions to make at the end of your busy day and no chopping even to be done. I think it's pretty Mm. good. I just thought of another benefit and it's to both meal planning and meal prep and that is if you need to delegate or if you choose to delegate. So there's been the odd occasion where, you know, because I generally do most of the cooking and I kind of prefer that because I don't like mixed cooking, Um, (laughs) but I generally do most of the cooking. Uh, But there's been like the odd night where he's walked in the door at 5.30 and I'm leaving because I'm going to book club or, you know, the other night last week I ran a workshop and honestly, I don't know why people organise workshops at 6pm, but anyway, it was a workshop at 6pm <laughs> and so I was like, I'd already eaten something and I was walking out the door at you know, quarter past five when Mick walked in and I said to him, you have to cook dinner, check the meal schedule, there should be something on there you don't mind making, you know, go for it so he already he didn't have to then scramble he already thought okay I know whatever I choose off the list to make that the ingredients are going to be in the house Mm -hmm. so if you're delegating at all um, it's really helpful to have either the plan or have the meal prepped in advance if you're not going to be around to to do it Mm, absolutely and the meal prepping bit is when I think about my kids quite often I will get them to help me make a meal once or twice a week and it's almost like the prep stuff that they do I will usually get them and they've they started this from a very young age when I had those ridiculous little kitty knives that barely cut through anything um, I'd be like okay well you know tonight with tonight's dinner we're having a salad so you can chop up the cucumber for me or you can um, whatever crumble the feta cheese in and stuff like that and I would quite often get them to make it the salad after school when they got home as like a chore and then it would sit in the fridge until then at dinner time we could just pull that out. But it's good for not just delegating in the moment, but if you want to get your, your kids or someone else involved, mm. they can take some of the that initial work out of it by just, you know, chopping and cleaning and all that kind of stuff, um, cleaning the veg and whatever, so that you can just throw it together or someone else can throw it together at the time. Mm. Yeah, for sure. So... When we think about who benefits from meal prepping, I guess a lot of people do, um, but specifically people that probably value convenience over variety because a lot of the time with meal prepping, if you want to be highly effective, you're going to make multiple portions of one food is probably, you know, like a big batch of something Mm. and, and then portion it up. But obviously with that comes reduced variety because you're not going to make single portions or whatever yeah. of, of many, many foods, not all at once. Well, maybe you are. Maybe you're in the kitchen for a long time. But Yeah. Um, well, it depends how big your freezer and your fridge are really as to how you know much variety you can do. So if you wanted to make up three or four different types of dishes for the week – you would end up with four weeks worth and then you would split them all up and freeze, you know, mm. freeze a whole lot and then you'd have your variety that week. But, um, but yeah, if you, I think for lunches and for fresh things that aren't frozen, yeah, you do, you will end up with less variety because you're just not going to be making 
you, it's just it's not economical. You actually don't don't have the benefits mm. uh, if you're going to be making seven different types of meals for your meal prep. People that have busy periods and slow periods as well. So it might be mm. that you're you know a shift worker and that you know you need that convenience or you want the grab and go or you want something really easy when you get home. So on the days that you're off or when you're working a night shift and you've got a bit of time in the afternoon before you go in, you know, when you've got those slow periods where you can kind of get ahead and prep things to make life easier during the busy times or during the awkward hours, whether that's weekday or weekend or the evening or the morning or whatever it is for you, people that have those two kind of extremes of busy and slow times would definitely benefit from from meal prepping. Mm, For sure. And, of course, we've already mentioned um, special diets as well. So they're definitely a benefit to anyone who has a special diet or needs to follow something that's quite strict with regards to ingredients and portion size. Um, Prepping ahead of time is good for that too. Mm. So we should run through some tips if you're thinking about trying to increase the amount of meal prepping that you do. And the, the first one I would think of is that not every food holds up well to being prepped in advance like that and there's look there's a lot of information online about um, which types of foods are good for food prepping you can just look it up in your browser but foods like avocados or salads that are dressed um, or foods that are likely to go soggy like bread or tortilla um, they might not withstand being prepped and there's you know Mm. some foods like salads and stuff like that that are not going to cope with being frozen and then thawed (laughs) Um, yeah gross so so I think you need to think about that when you're considering food prepping so if you're prepping salads for lunch that's fine you're obviously only going to prep a few days you know maybe up to five days in advance Um, Mm. any longer than that it might they might go a bit gross but if you're making a curry and rice you can you could prep it and freeze it for a month you know there's a cool thing um, that was trend a while ago uh, mason jar salads Did oh you yeah see the mason yeah and there's a like so if you those that are listening if you're interested there's these salads which are made in mason jars and they you there's a particular order that you put the stuff in so that it doesn't do the spoiling and the go soggy and all those kinds of things so you sort of layer them in particular order and then you just sort of give it a shake i think the dressing goes in the bottom doesn't it mm-hmm so that nothing, a, nothing sits in the dressing that would go soggy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So everything's sort of laid in a way that um, it's not mixed up and then you mix it um, when you go to eat it. So that's something that you, know, you can look up if you're interested in, in salad, um, salad meal, salad prepping. Another tip is get good food storage containers because... If you're planning on meal prepping seriously, whether it just be for yourself as an individual or um, for your family, it's important to have containers that are especially leak-proof if you're transporting them to work or something Mm -hmm. that will withstand freezing or reheating, especially if you're planning on reheating the foods in the containers that they're in. And you want good seals to prevent spoilage and stuff like that as well. So if you're thinking of meal prepping, and you want to you want to make it work probably once you you're sure that it's it's going to work for you i think then investing in some good storage containers is probably pretty wise another tip is to schedule the time in your calendar for the meal prepping because it 
you know, it's cooking and it takes a while. And although you ultimately save time when you're making all of your meals for the week in one batch, it still does take a while. So um, dedicate that time in your calendar. Make sure you put it aside uh, so that you're not scrambling um, to get that done. Get that done later. We talked about storage containers and foods that spoil, but be really smart about storage and careful with foods. You don't want to eat spoiled food or create any food poisoning type issues. So I've got a link that I'll put in the show notes, which is um, an FDA guideline for food storage. So just things around like if you're um, making meals with things like chicken, you know, what temperatures they need to be at, you know, once you finish cooking them before you start refrigerating them or freezing them and then mm. what temperatures you need to reheat them to and that kind of thing just because you got you want to look after your health with that kind of stuff because it could all be a bit icky if you're not reheating things properly or not cooling them down in a way that keeps them safe yep uh, another tip would be to maybe ease yourself into it if you're just starting with your meal prepping because if you sort of go all in at once, you might overwhelm yourself and exhaust yourself and then you'll be sort of turned off the whole process. So maybe you could think about um, just doing it a little bit at a time and building up to, you know, how you imagine, you know, like I was talking about the beautifully stacked containers in the fridge. Work your way up to that. That's something to necess- not necessarily dive into straight away. So you could just start with a couple of meal prep methods. Um, maybe you might decide just to do one thing where you, on Sunday, you make something that you're going to have for lunches every week. Um, so that could be something that you start off doing, but just don't necessarily dive in and do it all at once. Just start off small. Yeah, and make sure the stuff you're making is food that you'll love and you know that yeah. you'll eat because a lot of, like, you know, I always think of meal prepping like a, a really good meal that freezes well and reheats beautifully is like a curry or a stew or something like that, you know, mm. and it's kind of got that sauce with it that keeps it nice and moist. It retains the flavour. But if you're not a big curry eater and you go and batch cook like, you know, 10 kilos of chicken curry and portion it up for five meals for your family and put it in the freezer, yeah, that's amazing time saving. But if every time you pull that out and reheat it for your family and no one likes it, no one wants to eat it, it's still a massive waste of time. So, yeah, Or if no one likes the first one, so you never pull the other yeah, yeah, out until it. five years later when you find it at the back of the freezer and go, oh, my gosh, I have to throw these away. Yeah, so I would... Um, experiment a little at the start and try not to go too big too soon and start mm. by making food that you love and that you know you'll eat. And and one of the um, things I was reading about is that people that say really love, I don't know, um, say like rice and veggies, like a stir-fry veggie with rice, what you could do if you want to change the variety, maybe you make up you know, 10 pots with rice and veggies and then put a different, put hoisin sauce on this one and oyster sauce Mm. on that one and sweet chilli sauce on that one or whatever it is and kind of try and add a bit of variety that way rather than going too complicated with each different one. Just try and change Mm. a couple of little things or add nuts to this one and fried onions to that one or whatever and try and, you know, make tiny tweaks just to give you the variety rather than going too far from deviating from what you know that you like yeah 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 no that's a good point too 
Um, you will need to be organised to do this. So <laughs> yes. you will need to have written a list and you will need to have gone and bought all of the correct groceries in order to do this. So um, you'll need to do your meal planning and your menu planning beforehand so that you don't miss something when you're in the middle of a massive big cook-up and you're missing onion, (laughs) (laughs) then, you know, you might be in trouble. Also, if you've got other family or friends um, that are doing the same thing that are also meal prepping, be it for their lunches for the week or, you know, family meals for the month ahead, you can consider getting together and having a big cook up to make it more fun because you're in the kitchen with a bunch of other people, but also to swap some of the finished meals. So maybe you're making uh, Irish stew and someone else is making, um, I don't know, not feeling very creative at this time of night, but maybe, okay, so like a chicken curry. And so I make up a big batch of this, they make up a big batch of that, and then you take half home each and freeze half each. So you're getting two meals kind of for the effort of mm-hmm. cooking one. And, you know, I've done this with friends at the beginning of the school term, and we'll get together and bake up a whole stack of cookies uh, for the kids' lunch boxes, ones we know that freeze. So I'll make up a lot of macadamia and Um, white chocolate cookies and someone else will make something else and then we all split them up so we all take home a whole stack of different cookies all these different ones and we can freeze them all and our kids get different cookies for the term ahead Um, but we've only had Mm. to make up one big batch of the same one ourselves so that whole idea of either getting together and sharing or just swapping with other people doing the same thing can be really awesome because you get a whole lot of variety uh, without having to make everything different yourself Another thing to do is take note of the ones that work and take note of anything that doesn't work so that you can change it again later. So if you have something that doesn't freeze as well as you would like, uh, you can think, well, then that's not going to be a freezing meal. That's going to be a meal that we eat during the week um, because it can only be go in the fridge. And then you'll know for next time and you'll be able to tweak your repertoire of meals um, that you want to prep so that they're, you know, at their best. And lastly, I would say try and make it fun if you can. If you don't love cooking and maybe that's the reason you want to meal prep to get all the work and effort out the way in advance so that you don't have to do it every day, um, find a way to make the cooking fun. So listen to music or a podcast while you cook or um, have a friend and put your speak a phone on and chat while you cook whatever it is try and make it fun because if you're going to be in there doing a whole lot of work all at once you want it to be mildly enjoyable otherwise you know it's not going to last for too long you'll get you'll get bored of it pretty quick yeah I usually put a movie on I can see the tv from the kitchen from our main prep area pretty much looks straight at the television so I um, often put a movie on not one that I have to pay great attention to I was gonna say (laughs) I would be like um okay I can't chop this I might miss something but so a movie you're familiar with one of you're familiar with or you don't really care whether you yeah like miss a bit or something like you know a superhero movie it's like whatever (laughs) (laughs) I don't care if I miss that little section it's not a big deal but you wouldn't put like a murder mystery on where if you take your eyes away for a second you you lose track of the whole thing (laughs) so yeah you can do that or a kid's cartoon or something doesn't really matter but just something to you know take away the monotony of the cooking if you find cooking monotonous like I tend to do absolutely so that's everything on meal prepping that we have for you hopefully you've 
learned a little bit or enough to get inspired and um, and I'm sure you'll be off Googling mason jars and <laughs> storage for freezers and stuff like that. Um, that's another thing you can Google as well is um, meals that freeze well mm. is great to know for um, people who meal prep. And so I know that I'm going to be making soup today. I already had that in my plan because Zoe's sick and I'm going to take her some cauliflower soup because it's one of her comfort foods. So... Um, yeah, join us in our Facebook community group if you want to have a chat. We can share recipes and ideas and um, discuss our successes and maybe the things that didn't work so well so that other people can learn from them. And we will see you here again next week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so they too can be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media, or on our own websites at rebeccamazino.com.au and basklifecoaching.com.